Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Turn around and tell about three people this morning. You're glad they're here. Would you do that? Come on, tell about three people. I'm saying I'm just glad you're here. Amen. Come on, I am. I'm so glad you're here. I just want to welcome you again to Faith Renewed. If this is your first time with us at Faith Renewed Church, man, we're excited to have you. Faith Renewed, would you let our first-time guests know you love them? Come on, amen. We'd love to get to know you a little bit better, and so you can stop by Connections there to, to my right, your left, and uh, if we haven't already uh, met you, given you a gift, we'd love for you to swing by there. We have something for you, and just again, want to connect with you, you at home. If you're joining us online, I always want to welcome our online family. So glad you're watching uh, there tonight, or this morning. So glad you're there, and so wish you were here, but uh, if this is your first time, please do this. Click that New Here link. Let us know. Uh, again, if you're here for the first time, and also if you're just part of our, our online family, it's cool to see the gospel go all over the world. Amen? Is it not? I love it. And uh, so again, drop comments. Let us know where you're hanging out at. If you haven't already, thumbs up, subscribe, all the stuff you do with social. Y'all know how that works. Amen? Well, who brought a Bible to church this morning? Amen? Come on. Y'all, I like it. Y'all are excited about the Word this morning. Amen? If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to Luke 23. Amen? Come on, Luke 23. And um, as you turn there, uh, I always love to mention, for those who may not be aware, uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, the words are always be there on the screen for you. We also have, uh, we use here the Version Bible app. And so, if that's something you um, may be familiar with, not familiar with, it's actually a digital download. It's an app on your, your mobile device. I encourage you to, even if you don't use it in this service, to download it. So if you're ever out and need the Bible, all the translations are there. It's just so cool. It's a great resource. But click more there and then events, and you'll actually be able to see uh, the message there. And you can follow along with that place there for notes um, and as, as well, so don't, don't forget that. But um, Luke 23, if you, if you have it, say, I have it. it. Y'all are fast. Y'all are good. Amen. Well, let's do this. I want to read uh, 32 through 43, all right, and then we'll pray. How about that? It says this. It says, there were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death, you don't know where we're picking up right now. This is the story of when Jesus goes to the cross and takes our place for our sin. Amen? And uh, this is that story unfolding here in the Gospel of Luke. And it says, And when they had come to the place called Calvary, they recru- they, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. They divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in the letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. 
Tell your neighbor he's king of kings. <clears throat> Amen. He is king of kings. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the others answering him, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God? Seeing you're under the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, please catch this, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I love Jesus' response. We see red letters one more time in this passage. And Jesus said to him, Surely I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Let's pray, and then we're going to talk about this passage this morning. Amen. Would you join me? Uh, So, Father, we do today, Lord, come before you humbly, thankfully, uh, just so, again, just today honored by your grace in this place. Lord, today, I I just thank you for each person that you've brought here today, Lord, to encounter you. Lord, you didn't bring them here to be a part of a church service. Lord, you brought them here to encounter you, to experience you, to be saved if they don't know you, to be healed if they're battling, to be delivered if they're in bondage. God, you brought them here for that reason. So, Lord, today we just ask and pray for more and believe and trust today, God. We're going to see it with our eyes. In Jesus' name, would you say it? Amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbors, say prayer is powerful. Amen. Prayer is powerful. Amen. And we're in a series called When You Pray. How many knows you can have a prayer life, that God wants to talk to you? And so that's what we've been talking about last week. Just in quick recap, I did uh, share the message about the prayer for Pentecost. It was Pentecost Sunday. It's when the Holy Spirit comes onto the scene in Acts chapter 2, and uh, how many knows he's still here? He's going to be with us. Amen. We learned he was a a friend, a comforter, a counselor who will be with us till the end and again to that day. But I shared four, Pastor Bill, thank you for recapping, man, and and just taking that. I I love it, man. Uh, uh, Last week we talked about the promise that the Holy Spirit coming to, to us, again, was a fulfillment of something Jesus has spoken to us. Amen. And when he came, he came in power and he brought that to the church. Tell your neighbor, you're more powerful than you know. Come on, you're more powerful than you know. Holy Spirit also did this. It also brought and showed us to help us fulfill our purpose and to actually, again, be the presence of God on the earth and to be with us. Again, so I I hope if you missed that, go listen to that. Please go do that. Share that with someone. But today as we continue this series, the title of the message is this. It's Lord, Remember Me. I want to talk about that today because we know this. We've learned this already as we've been talking about prayer. Uh, Prayer is is simply this. It's talking to God. You know, it's not that hard. Everybody, and you'll see this, and this is is interesting. I I believe you're going to see today maybe prayer a little bit different than maybe what you thought it was. Um, Or maybe there's just maybe a little more to it than you thought it was. And I hope, again, this hits you the way the Lord hit hit me with this this week. But if prayer is simply talking to God, we actually see something here in this passage we see three different prayers that were prayed. 
Really? Okay. We'll, we'll hit it real quick. The first is the prayer by Jesus. Jesus, again, we've learned this, the Lord's Prayer. We've, we've learned he was a model of that, showed us, was the example of that. And we see, and it's pretty cool that, again, in this passage, Jesus prays. He prays to the Father. Again, Jesus, God in flesh, here on the earth, steps out of heaven and comes and takes on the form of man, but he prays in this passage, and it's pretty cool. Again, I love the prayer that he prays. He prays to the Father. We actually, secondly, we see another prayer that's prayed. It is prayed by one of the criminals beside Jesus. You're like, hold on. Is that, was that prayer? Uh, yeah, because, again, what is prayer? Talking to God. Thank you. Yeah, somebody's a trick question. Should I say it? Yeah, you can say it. It's okay. It's talking to God. So this guy is on the cross talking to God. It's prayer. Again, say, label it however you want to label it, but he's talking to God. We also see on the other side of Jesus another prayer that is prayed by the other criminal. Again, talking to God. Now, I want to talk, I guess, a lot about this prayers that are happening. Again, I'm trying to like, man, how do I get all this in like one message and kind of like keep it rolling? So I'm going to hit it quick. But we see a couple of prayers. Again, they're prayers because they're prayed to God, talking to him by the criminals on the cross. Now, we don't know much about those criminals. Bible doesn't record a whole lot about them. We don't know their names. I actually, I believe I know the name, and, and I'm going to tell you the name of one of them at the end if I remember to do it. Sometimes I may forget. So, but if I remember, I'm going to tell you the names of one of the criminals. Pastor, I got some revelation this week. Amen. He's working in the, uh, he, he's stepping out. But we, this is what we know. We know they did some very bad things. That's it. We know that. We know according to the words of one of the criminals that they deserved what they got. Now, this is for us, again, something we can draw from because, again, we need to, to like make sure we look at our life and just say, man, you know, again, if, if, if ultimately, again, we don't encounter God, it's, again, it's, it's not God's fault. It's not. What you're going to see in this passage, he does everything that he can to have a relationship with us. I mean, he does everything. But these guys here, they did this. They deserved this. This was Roman crucifixion, which was, I mean, this was a capital punishment. This is their form of this. This was where they would make a public spectacle of these people who they would place up upon the cross. And we see those guys in that situation. Now, go look at the other Gospels, not right now, but look at the other Gospels. When you look at the Gospel of Matthew, when you look at the Gospel of Mark, and you see this, here in this, you see that the guys who were on the cross uh, there, those criminals, the Bible describes this to them. The Bible describes them as also being a part of jumping in on the crowd and blaspheming and speaking these things against God. They, they record that. Again, it says that they are a part of this. They, they actually watch and they see these people saying these things. They jump in and they're a part of it. So now let's again put ourselves in a position. Both of these guys hanging on the cross, both of them again on each side of Jesus, join in on the conversation of blasphemy against God. So we know this. Again, they start down this road. They end up in the same place. 
But it's on the cross that they begin to take totally different paths. I mean, this is a trip, man. The story, like, this week has messed with me, like, wrecked me, like, so much to think about what, what took place. Now, again, the first prayer, it was the prayer of Jesus. You got to remember, man, he had just been nailed to a tree. He had been brutally beaten, like to the point to where it was, he was like unrecognizable. Like again, it was like, it was, it was that serious of a, of a brutal beating that he endured for us. They, they watch him. They're already there according to what's the way scripture, you know, would you know, kind of lay it out that they were already in the position again, one on each side of Jesus. But as they hung there upon the cross, they actually watched Jesus be nailed to a tree. Now, history would kind of look, kind of put it in the position that they had been tied to the tree, had not been nailed yet, not died. So, again, that's why they were able to, again, watch and see what was unfolding. And they watched Jesus be brutally nailed to a tree. Now, this is, this is incredible because, man, I, I, we already know, like, they're not up there. Like, the guys that were, had done this to them, they're not saying, like, man, God forgive those guys. They don't know what they're doing. But they watch Jesus get nailed to a tree. They watch him get raised up and placed into that hole. And within an earshot, they hear him pray this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> this is, uh, this, again, a prayer that happens that Jesus prays to the Father. Now, I get it's beautiful because this is for us today, according to what we know of Scripture, that after Jesus again, after the cross, he, he again on the earth sends to heaven. And today again, he's praying and interceding beside the Father. That's wild. And you know what his prayer still, I believe today, is Father, forgive them. And that's his prayer for me and you. You know, it was his prayer that both criminals be forgiven. It was, it was, that was his prayer. That was, and again, that was the prayer that Jesus prays to the Father. But you have to remember, again, he's praying it to the Father, but it was his sacrifice on the cross that made it possible. And so again, he does it. So again, Jesus prays for us. He's doing it today. He actually paves the way and makes it possible for me and you to go to heaven. He pays the debt, pays the price that me and you could not pay for our sin and our shame. And again, he did that for the ones who nailed him to the tree and he did it to the ones who hung beside him and he did it for you and for me. Man, I love Jesus. Come on, can we give Jesus a praise offering? Now, again, these guys, deserving of what they, they received, hanging beside Jesus, witness the cross, hear the words, 
and take two totally different directions. I think about that, man. As a pastor, I'm like, you know, we we like kind of have, I guess, the best way that we can experience that now. Again, none of us on Calvary's Hill witnessing that unfold. But each of us hearing the gospel message. We come to church together, man. Oh, man, the presence of God, the anointing that's on this house and, and what we're seeing God do, I just, I'm telling you, I just talk about it so much and give God so much praise and I cannot thank him enough for the grace that's over this house and that's over this place. It, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm in awe of where he's taking this house. I'm telling you, what he's going to do, it, it's, it's going to be hard for us to wrap our minds around and he's going to do it through you when you let him do it. Amen? That's how it's going to happen. And so again, that wrecks me in a mess with me. But you know what happens? We come in here on Sunday. The presence of God is here. The message is proclaimed. We don't, we don't actually, again, watch him get lifted up, but we lift him up. We preach the message. We declare what he's done. We declare that he wants to forgive. And what happens is people see Jesus lifted up. They hear the message of forgiveness, and they take two totally different paths. It happens. It doesn't have to. It doesn't. So again, this, it, this doesn't have to unfold like this. But I want to look at, for just a few moments, I want to look at what we see here, the contrast between these two guys, and they come to two totally different conclusions after seeing Jesus lifted up and hear the message of forgiveness. Let's look at them. First of all, and this is just from me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to describe them. This is how I'm going to call them, not criminal number one or two. I'm going to describe them one as the rebellious criminal and one as the repentant criminal. That's how I'm going to, that's when I refer to them, that's how we're going to refer to these guys. Uh, Because again, that's just the best way I knew how to describe them and kind of just say, again, kind of put it in perspective because they were both deceivers, but only one was a receiver. All right, that's all of us are deceivers. Me and you, yeah, all of us are deceivers, but again, we have to be receivers again to experience the grace of God. So both were deceivers, only one was a receiver, amen? So again, now this is what happens. First of all, two totally different questions or conclusions. They come, first of all, to the conclusion, and they look at it totally different, number one, about who Jesus is. Totally different. Like who the guy in the middle is. Like, who the one hanging beside them? Who is he really? Now, again, we see the rebellious criminal criminal just joining the crowd, both of them in the beginning. And that's all of us. Again, may we never, like, say that we were never a part of that. Please just don't, don't, don't think for one moment that, that those criminals aren't us. This, this scripture, this story is describing me and you. It's not describing us. And we're not the one in the middle. So again, this dude jumps in. Both of them start this, but somewhere along the way, one criminal's like, hold on. I just watched them nail him to a tree. And I heard him say, forgive him. Now the first dude looks at him, and it says in verse 39 again, that one of the criminals who hanged blasphemed him. 
He's blaspheming Jesus. Like this, this word blaspheme, it's a heavy word. It, it means to show contempt or lack of reverence. And I hope none of us like would intentionally just say, yeah, I, I'm going to blaspheme Jesus too. I hope we wouldn't do that. But according to what this word means, to show contempt or lack of reverence, I'm going to come in here and show lack of reverence to him. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and show lack of reverence to him. But this guy sees Jesus, hears the message, and he blasphemes him. He goes on to say this. He's like, if you are the son of God, are we kind of like, again, it's okay if you start there, but that's not how this thing's supposed to stay. Like, man, like, well, if you are God, no, no, he stayed there. Like, if you're that. Now, this is a trip because if you look back in Luke chapter 4, Jesus had heard those words previously. If you are the son of God. And you got to think, man, Jesus in full control of his mind, as he hung up on the cross, he hears those words again, if you are the son of God. I think he probably thought back to maybe sitting at that table, talking about becoming now the Passover lamb. I think maybe he thought back in his mind about the time, man, where he again went out and for 40 days in a wilderness, like goes and goes after the father, prays fast, and then he gets tempted by Satan. Satan comes to him in the, in the wilderness, and he says to him, if you are the son of God. You got to understand this about Jesus. He knew exactly who he was. No response to that criminal. If, that's where it is, like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where the definition, I had to pull, I just want to make sure I get, I try not to screw things up too much when I get up here, but I want to do it the best I can. I actually looked up the word. I kind of feel like I knew it, but I'm like, like, definition, on the condition or supposition that. Do we serve God that way? If, if you do this for me, God, I'll serve you. If you get me off this cross that I'm hanging on because I deserve it. I know it's heavy today, bro. So go back to Pentecost, Pastor. Ah, preach the glory coming again. But this is huge. This prayer is important. We can't miss this one. This is such a big deal because, man, we see and hear in this story three prayers. And his prayer was if. If you heal me. If you do this. God, I believe that you are. Have you ever been guilty? Don't, don't raise your hand. But have you ever thought like, if you heal me, 
or if you save me, if you fix my screwed up family. If, listen, again, I'm telling you this is mess with me this week also. On the condition or supposition that we don't walk with God on our conditions. And again, that was that dude's prayer. If you're him, the repentant criminal did this. He recognized Jesus as the innocent one. He, he recognized him. He, he said, no, no, wait a minute, bro. We deserve this. This dude's done nothing wrong. That's all I know about is that I saw him get nailed. And all I know is that I heard him say, forgive. And I don't know how he does that. But he recognized there was something different about Jesus. <clears throat> He recognized this. He recognized the dudes put it over the name of the cross. I don't know if they could see it. I don't know how this thing was laid out exactly. I don't know if he looked at the sign or he just, man, recognized that that guy getting nailed and him releasing forgiveness. There's something different enough to where he says this. He recognized Jesus was actually a king. He says, like, I want you to remember me when you come into your kingdom. <laughs> this is why. And so, like, nothing wrong. We, he's done nothing. We've deserved it. He's done nothing wrong. And this is for us. This is for me and you today. Our eternal destiny is connected for how we answer the question, who is Jesus? Who he is, who Jesus is, because again, Jesus started this early on with his disciples. They're going to say this about me. They're going to say that about me. They're going to do this. They're going to, who do you say? He is. They came to totally different conclusions. They also came secondly to the totally different conclusions not just about who Jesus is, but also about their own guilt. Like their own guilt. Rebellious criminal. criminal. Just like he, he, he totally failed to come to grips with who he was in his sin nature. Just, I mean, it, you, you have to take this from the store. And, and, and this is what a lot of times it, it, can, it can happen with us and again, I, it's, it's easy for us to do this. Well, I'm not that bad of a person. You, you know, you know, you ever, I'm, I'm thankful, man, like again, for grace and for the love of Jesus. Because like, have you ever looked at a situation and again, be thankful for the grace of God. Be thankful, man, for his, his Holy Spirit. All those things when he does things in your life, be thankful for that. But never look at someone like we see a guy actually in scripture who looks at someone else and says, I'm, I'm thankful I'm not like that person. I'm thankful I'm not like him. Because like it's, it's easy to kind of like see this and, and see this. But because here and here's the truth. Like compared to that criminal, I'm not 
that bad, bro. I'm not a thief. I don't, I, again, Roman, Roman crucifixion, like uh, this big execution, be seen, all, it, was, it was bad. They did some bad stuff. Like, according to them, in comparison to, not that bad of a person. But we're not supposed to look at that criminal, compare ourselves. We're supposed to look at the one in the middle. And say, how do I measure up to him? Am I asking you to do that? No, I'm asking you to put your faith in the one. Who measured up because we couldn't. That's what I'm asking. But again, he looks at him in that light. The repentant criminal. He rebukes the first guy. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta remember, man. He was hardcore, dude. Joker's like on the cross, been taking people out, stealing from people. He ain't that saved yet. Rebuked the other dude. I like it. I'm just gonna leave it there. I like it. He does it the right way. He does it in the right spirit. He comes against, man, what this dude was saying. Not so much against the dude, but like, dude, do you not see like where we're at? We're in this situation because of us. I think we just are. And I want to make sure we get that. And so without the comprehension of us understanding that, that, again, we're in our situation because of us, we will never put our faith in the one in the middle. And so, again, this guy does this. Like, he comes to the place to where, like, he recognizes his own guilt. Like, man, Jesus didn't do anything. I deserve what I get. This is why I'm here. And, man, he is, again, blameless. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Totally different mindsets. They came to two totally different conclusions. I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is what's going to happen. My prayer is that we're in one mind, one accord, one passion. We all get on the same page when this service is all said and done. But what most likely happens, people take different paths. They come to two different conclusions. And thirdly, they came to two totally different conclusions about what they needed. About what they needed. Like the rebellious criminal, he's like, man, uh, I, 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 want, I don't want like simple deliverance. I want you just to get me out of this situation. I want you to get me out of this thing that I got myself into. And I don't think, again, there's anything wrong with praying to God. We, we see prayer after prayer after prayer, again, of people who pray that way. God shows up. He moves on their behalf. I'm thankful that God gets me out of situations I put myself into. I just am. I'm thankful for that. Again, but you see, again, they're coming to two totally different conclusions about what they needed ultimately. And the guy's first prayer was just like, get me out of this situation. And this is, the, again, I'm just, my mind has always been tripped because, like, thinking about in the situation of where he was at. place he needed to be most was right there with Jesus.
Think on it. That's heavy. Like the place he needed to be most was right there with Jesus. And he's like, get me out. Why is that such a, again, totally different contrast of way of thinking compared to the repentant criminal? I'm not sure to pick different names. That's hard to say. Repentant criminal and rebellious. I'm not sure to win another round. Criminal number one. All right, let's go there. Why is it so different? Because I like this guy's thinking. He understood this. There's something past this situation that I'm in right now. <laughs> like this dude was like, first one, get me out of the situation. I want to get off the cross so I can go back to thieving. I want to get out of this situation. I want to get away from you. I want to get out of this situation so I can go back to doing what I want to do. No response from Jesus. Second guy's like, man, I understood. I understand where I'm at. And he understood that there was something that awaited. Because this is the truth, man. This is one day all of us will face an eternity and we'll have to make the decision. And again, I would way, 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 way rather be in a situation that maybe I don't want to be in with Jesus than be in a place where I want to be doing what I want to do without him. And so this guy understood that. Like, I mean, hearing him, like, call on Jesus. Like, hearing him, like, man, like, call out to him. It, it get amazing. Look at what he rebukes the mindset of the first guy. That's why he's repentant. He's like, I'm going to think differently than that guy. All right, I have to because I saw what Jesus did for me. I heard the words that he spoke. He had the scripture says like a totally fear of God, like this reverence. First guy blasphemes, lack of reverence, lack of any type of like recognition of who God was. This guy, the scripture says like, man, that I fear him. I reverence him. He, had a, he recognized this also that he was the one who deserved where he was at. He was also the one who confesses Jesus. Like, this guy's righteous. I need him. And he also calls him Lord. This is, and this is the kicker. First guy, if you are. Second dude. Lord. Lord. He didn't say if. He says when you come into your kingdom. Because when it's going to happen, it's going to take place. And I love Jesus' response. And Jesus said to him in verse 43, Surely I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And there's been like some Interesting debates, I guess you'll say, about where paradise is and 
what paradise is and what that looks like and the flow of when that unfolded and how all this took place and, again, the formation of that and which part of the center of earth, where that looks like and where that is. But I want us to do this. I want us to focus on this morning what I believe the most important part of that passage that Jesus says to him is. Not that today you will be in paradise, but that you will be with me. Oh, man, that you will be with me. Think for a moment. Okay, nine-word prayer that this guy prays. And so much wrapped up in those nine words. And then the most important thing is like that, God, I just want to be with you. Now, I was thinking like this week, man, we we don't know the names of these guys. We don't know criminal number one. We don't know rebellious criminal's name. We don't know repentant criminal's name. And I hit me this. I was like, bro, I'm going to show you. This is a dad joke, corny. Uh, Real quick, I'm going to go ahead and set you up and let you know. But it's also pretty stinking cool. I was like, my man's name is who? Who? Was that Asian? I'm Jewish. Who? Is it for who? Dr. Seuss? What's his last name? I'm not going to see anybody else as old, cranky, and corny as me or corny as I am. Last name's ever. Whoever. Put it together for y'all. I had to help y'all out. Because the scripture says this. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. It was worth being corny for a moment because that's cool. Because whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, my imagination is a trip. I got to thinking like, man, what was it like when this dude rolled up into paradise? And you got to think about all the Old Testament saints again, awaiting, awaiting all of this fulfillment again. That again, because again, they didn't come out until again we see this moment again where Jesus resurrects and again all this it has it none of stuff again we get to heaven in the end ultimate Jesus resurrection so they're in a waiting place we do know that he steps up into paradise what just happened what just took place He eases in over here on some conversations that are happening, and Abraham's over there. Oh, dude, they call 
called me the father of many nations. I was willing to do anything for God. My promised son that I had, that God had given me, I was willing to lay him down and I was willing to take his life. That's like radical stuff. But Jesus provided a lamb in a thicket. Oh man, it's like, an, you know, man, I had to be sitting there going, what? That's wild. Noah's like, man, Noah's, man, God came and he spoke to me and he said, build an ark. Because it was going to rain and flood the earth. And like, we hadn't seen none of that water. But you know what I did? For 120 years. They ridiculed me. They mocked me. They made fun of me. They laughed at me. But you know what I did? I built that ark. My family was saved. Man, what a cool story. Love it. It's so, it's so incredible. They're looking over at Moses like, bro, tell that story again. Stood out on the, on the Red Sea. I took the staff and I raised it up. Now we walked right across on dry land. David, tell us about it, man. Took a sling. I know I've heard it, David. I know I've heard it, but you tell the kids because that's cool, man. Because that giant was out there. He was coming against the army of the nation of God. Nation, he was speaking this stuff. Tell us what you did. I took that stone, I stuck it in the sling. The giant fell. Hey, new guy. Hey, new guy. Tell us your story. I don't have one. Bro, you're in paradise. Yeah, you do. Tell us your story. <laughs> Dude, what did you do? Don't tell him, bro, what you done done to get in here. These, this is a hall of fame, bro, that you're standing in the middle of. What did you do? I robbed. Stole from people. Beat them. what happened I met the guy on the middle cross <laughs> then you like jumped off the cross and you took that, that soldier and you, you gave it to him. And man, you and I, man, and you were sort of winning the whole world, didn't you, bro? Oh, man. All I did was met the guy in the middle. 
I watched him be crucified. I watched him be raised up from the earth. And I said, Lord, remember me. If you don't, if the grace of God is just like poured over you right now. Listen, please do this. Say, God, it's all from my heart to understand how good you really are and how much I need you. Because that's all he had. Now, this is what I believe. Because I, I, I've seen God do this. I believe, if, again, if it looked different, I believe he'd have hung around. And if this happened in our day, you know what I think he would do? I think he would go through faith track. Take the next steps, get baptized. Join a dream team. I just don't believe it. I, I think he would do every bit of that. And if God leaves you around, leaves you here after he saves you, I believe, man, we should have a story like Abraham. I believe we can have a story like David. I believe we can have stories, man. And again, I believe your story is way greater than what you even realize that it is if he has left you here. But this was his story. There was a man on a cross. And I put my hope and faith in him. I want you to stand, please, if you would. And as you stand, I'm just going to... Man, God has been... Oh, man, I felt his presence so strong this week and thinking about these prayers that were prayed. And today, I want to ask you this. What is your prayer to God? You're like, I don't really don't even have that much of a prayer life. Yeah, you do. Dude on the cross, both of them had a prayer life. Is it if or is it when? Is it like, if you are that, then get me out of this. And so not, or is it like, God, I recognize what I've done wrong. I recognize my need for you. And you call on him. I'm asking you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And, and I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to just really be honest today. Because again, both of us, both criminals, both me and you, all of us in this room, every one of us today, we need to recognize who we are in this story. We're the ones who deserved it. And he was the one who took it. He was the one who got on the cross for us so we could be with him. And I want to ask this this morning of you to be as honest and be as real as you can. If today, listen, if you haven't placed full faith in Christ, I'm talking like fully surrendered your life to him. And again, I'm not asking you about, listen, what are your team are you serving on? What are you going through? What, what are your own faith track or your own course to be on? No, no, listen, I'm talking because you can do all those things and do it as a rebellious criminal. Well, yeah. It's true. Come to church every week. But I'm asking you right now, have you done this? Have you said, God, I put faith in you, trust in you, hope in you, it's in you alone. His heads are about, eyes are closed. I believe today the Spirit of God is drawing folks in this room to surrender their life to Him. To say, when, God. You know when is? It's now. That's the when. 
So I'm, I'm not going to belay, belay this. I, I want you right now, if that's you, if you say, I want to surrender my life fully to the Lord today, I want to give him everything, my whole life. I want to place faith in him, trust in him, not if, God, but when, Lord. I believe that you, I want to reverence you, not reject you. I, I don't want to blaspheme you, show lack of reverence for who you are, Lord. I want to surrender to you. Just right there where you're at. I want you to lift up your hand as high as to heaven as you can get it right now. And so if I see a hand, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you and just and introduce you to Jesus. Right there where you're at, I believe God's going to radically transform your life. So again, I don't want you to delay this. Listen, don't be like the criminals again who hear that same story. See the same Jesus lifted up and take two totally different directions. That's you. Just raise it up. I'm going to pray with you right where you're at. Just say, just say yeah, I want to surrender my life fully to the Lord today. I want to give you my everything, Lord. I believe there's some men and some young men today who need to totally surrender everything they have to the Lord. That's you. Say, that's me, Pastor. I'm, I'm, that's me. Pray for me. And this is the prayer. This is the, this is the answer. And I love it. It's so beautiful. What that thief got in the end was Jesus. He got him. That is paradise, being with him. That is heaven. So well, this morning, if you're watching online, you're like, that's me, man. Comment below. Hit our next steps link. Let us know that the Holy Spirit's working with you. You can do it from, <clears throat> from this room right now. Hit the next steps link. Let us know. But as we close this service out in worship to the one on the middle cross, as we close this service out with worship to the king, I want you this morning, if this is your prayer, if this should be our prayer, God, I want more of you. I want you. That's the prayer. We want you. As they sing this last song to the Lord, as they sing this to him, I want you to know you can worship where you're at. You can, this altar is open. And just like when we open the service, we come together. I want to invite you to end this service and coming together. And let's worship the Lord together. And let's say, God, remember me. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.